Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and agency owner. I help business owners break the online code to generate leads online. And today my guest is Cheryl Meyer. She's an author, a speaker, and a coach who helps her clients enhance their health and overcome chronic conditions by encouraging upgraded lifestyle habits for lasting results. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on, especially with just my own journey and going through all of this. And it's so refreshing to meet people that are resolving all of these issues for people and have paved the way. So can you share a little bit about your journey and what led you to help people with chronic conditions? I was a solopreneur. I was designing jewelry for all the big box companies across the United States. I was selling Kohl's and Macy's and JCPenney and Amazon, and I was flying continually to Asia. And then when I came home to Los Angeles, I was heading east to go see all my big customers. And I had the creativity to design different products for different customers. So all their assortments looked different. That was all great. And I had a very successful business. There was one thing I wasn't doing, and that was taking care of me. And so I had signs that my body was starting to break down, but they went through my head so fast I didn't even stop to think about it until I absolutely, the two by four came down, literally. It was no more the NCIS slap on my face. I woke up one morning and I couldn't get out of bed because everything in my body hurt, every joint, every muscle. I had terrible chronic fatigue. I had mush for a brain. I was more tired when I got up than when I went to bed. Along with the pain, I had terrible, what my family called agita, acid reflux. And I just felt lousy until the day when I just couldn't function at all. So literally, while I was busy trying not to be bankrupt in my business, which was very successful, I bankrupted my body, which did me no good. So I went to my doctor. We ran four times. We ran tests. She was a conventional MD. She called me and said, guess what? There's nothing wrong with you. I said, well, that's absolutely ludicrous because there's something wrong with my body. So I'm going to give you steroids because you think there's something wrong. I said, I don't think there's something wrong. There's something wrong. She said, then go get mental therapy. And I thought, "Uh uh-uh. So my staff was very well trained. I turned my business over to them and I dug in. And I was, I swear I had an angel's hand on my back because I fell right into the functional medicine community. And functional medicine is a whole new approach to the body. They look at the whole body. They're not trying to isolate one one particular body part. And they were running 19 symposiums at the time. They're all medically trained. They go to the same medical schools, but they all became functional because they got sick and couldn't help themselves. That caught my attention. So I listened to 19 different symposiums with multiple doctors and I made notes. And there were a couple that really stood out. I already knew that my cortisol was so low I was almost to Addison's disease. So my stress level was out of control. So I started researching stress. And then I dug into food because I'm in California. We had GMOs on the ballot, but they did so much misinformation. None of us understood it and it failed. 
that we are, don't have the right to know when there are genetically modified things in our food. So I dug into food and to find out why was it important to eat organic? What exactly was genetically modified? And I completely changed how I ate. And then the third thing I did, because they kept talking about toxic load, I started going into the ewg.org site, which is the Environmental Working Group, and I started looking up every ingredient in every product that I used in my home and started eliminating things that were really highly toxic because I knew I was very sensitive. I had, was born in Pittsburgh and my parents got me out of there at four because they didn't think I would live if they kept me in Pittsburgh. I was sensitive to everything. And so I started and the very first thing I looked up were my cosmetics, which was a very expensive French line. And it was a nine on a 10 point scale. I literally was poisoning myself right through my skin. Flash forward five years, I had eliminated dozens and dozens of products and traded them out for much lower toxin products. I had completely changed how I I ate. I had started doing yoga. I was doing daily breathing exercises at 10 and at 2 to let the top off my chronic stress. And although I wasn't completely back to wellness, I had come so far that my pain was considerably diminished. And at that point, I found my own functional doctor and she took me the rest of the way home. So five years ago, I no longer had any pain at all, and I still have no pain today, and I have fibromyalgia, so that's a pretty amazing thing, and I started running into people everywhere I went and getting into conversations at the grocery store, at my dental office, and I decided at 67, it was time that I went back to school so that I could get the certification so people would believe all the research I had done so that I could share this with other people because I became very passionate. Yeah. That conventional medicine doesn't understand that we actually control much of this ourselves and we can make lifestyle changes to bring our bodies back to balance, which brings us back to wellness. And so that was um, at 67, I'm now 74. And nothing about my life is the same as it was when I got sick. Everything is different. The guy I was with for 10 years, he didn't want to change, so he had to leave. So I found my soulmate by advertising for someone who wanted to go on a get well journey with me. And I married him eight years ago, and he is my perfect partner. (laughs) Uh, And he's lost a lot. I lost 65 pounds without dieting. He lost 80 pounds without dieting. We just started to eat for our health. And to move for our health and breathe for our health and drink tons of water for our health, we followed all of the basic things we could do to improve our own lifestyle so that our bodies could heal from the inside out. And essentially, he had just lost his wife of 43 years to cancer, and he was the sole caretaker for Margie. And he said, I've gained a lot of weight, but if you give me a chance, I'm probably the nicest guy you're ever going to meet. And he was, he's a statistician. So I'm creative. He's the other side of the coin. And together, we really are a great team. So he's helped me edit my books. He just helped me do all the editing on my magazine that I just published last week. He produced all my podcasts. So he's like my secret weapon behind the scenes. And 
he does research and I do research and then we get together and have robust conversations about what the next things are that we should do because we both feel better in our 70s than we did in our 50s and that's we're not giving that up. So yeah. that's my whole story in a nutshell. But um, my life is really good now and I loved what I did for a living. I did sell my business, so I took care of all my employees, and I'm now doing this because I'm very passionate that I especially want people to understand what the standard American diet is doing to their body oh, because yeah. it's making us all sick. 82% of us now are considered to be metabolically unhealthy, yeah. and that's where all the chronic illnesses are coming from, and yeah. chronic illness is not just autoimmune, which conventional medicine doesn't even know how to do detect, but it's also cancer and heart disease and fatty liver and diabetes. I was diabetic. My doctor even missed that. I had to push the issue that something was wrong because I was shaking and she sent me to a neurologist. And I said to him, if I didn't know better, I would tell you my blood sugar is off. He said, we're going to give you a blood sugar test. And sure enough, I had type two diabetes and she missed it. Wow. So when you get one chronic illness, you start to get others if you don't react and change your lifestyle. And there's no pill that's going to take care of that. There are pills that can mitigate your symptoms. They can help bridge you until your lifestyle habits get in place and start taking effect, but they're not going to cure anything. Yeah. And so you've got to hear the flag that's gone up when the two by four comes down. You want to pay attention to it because you don't want to keep getting other chronic illnesses. I also had fatty liver. I had no idea, but I know I'm now borderline diabetic. It's almost out the bottom. I'm almost out of diabetic altogether. I have completely healed my leaky, um, my fatty liver and my hormones have all come back into balance and I feel fantastic. So it's worth it to change your lifestyle. I cook most of my meals. I'm very careful with what I eat. I eat what I call the rainbow. I try to eat all the different colors of real whole organic foods. And for anybody who doesn't know what genetically modified is it's one of two things and they're both nasty one is where they actually grow bt toxin right up in the plant and they tell you it won't hurt you bull it when a bug bites it it blows him up it also blows up all your good gut bacteria and health begins in the gut so if you don't have healthy gut bacteria you're going to lose your health and if you lose your health you doesn't matter how hard you're working in your business doesn't matter how hard you're working in your life. If you don't have a healthy gut and a healthy body, then it doesn't matter because health is your wealth. So yeah. you want to make sure you don't kill off all your good guys. The other kind of GMO is Roundup Ready. Roundup, they discovered two years ago in a lawsuit that they'd known for 25 years it was a carcinogen. And they won the lawsuit. And at the same time, Monsanto sold their business to Bayer and Bayer has now paid out $22 billion to people who were hurt by Roundup, but it's still being sprayed on our food, which is disgusting. So you need to be aware of that. If that doesn't convince you to eat organic, nothing will, because you really don't want those poisons in your body. So I'm a big advocate of eating all the colors as close to the farm as possible because they begin to lose some of their gifts the minute they're harvested. So you want to get the best that plant has to give you. And then I do eat what I call clean meat. 
<coughs> it's animals that get to eat their real diet. So if he's a cow, he has two stomachs. He doesn't want to eat GMO corn. He wants to eat grass and he needs to eat it through his entire life until he's butchered. Lambs only eat grass, so you're pretty safe buying lamb no matter where you go. Chickens need to be pastured. They don't need to be with no space between them, cage-free in some barn where they're so close to each other. You're getting their stress hormones when you eat their meat. You got plenty of your own. So they need to be out running around in the pasture eating bugs and grass and berries so that they taste great. And they have the healthiest meat that they can offer to you. And you also eat pastured eggs and wild fish because the pools that they're growing the fish in have all kinds of chemicals added to them. You want to eat clean meat that's healthy for you. And it is more expensive. So you cut down how much you eat. I never eat more than the size of the palm of my hand. And then the rest of my plate is vegetables and fruit. So... You do it for a little while and your body starts to celebrate and then you're not willing to give it up. So it becomes non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable for me. I don't want to eat that crap anymore. Carbonated, refined, artificial processed stuff. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I can identify so much with your journey. I had my own health struggles, but I haven't eaten sugar now since 2015, but 2015 was the start of my kind of figuring out stuff. And I can attest to what you're saying. Regular doctors don't, you know, I would go into a regular doctor and I would say, look, I understand that you are not educated in this nutrition stuff and gut stuff. And, uh, and I'm not looking for an answer from you from this. I just want to make sure I'm okay. I'm not dying right now or whatever it may be. And I remember one doctor said to me, eat some blueberries. And just, and I was like, are you kidding me? At the time I had lost 90% of my hearing. My tongue was perfectly white and brick hard. And I was trying to figure out like, you know, what in the world was happening to me. And even when I was that severe, I had walked into a doctor's office and I told them what was going on. And what they looked in my ears, the nurse looked in my ears and she's, you don't have candida in your ears. I go to another nurse. She's, oh yeah. you. And I go, I actually went right to, I went to Walgreens myself. I grabbed some antifungal uh, medicine and put it in my ears and went home and was watching television. And for the first time in years, my ears popped open. I got all my hearing. Uh, and your tongue was an immediate symptom of. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. obvious that like my tongue is perfectly white. It's brick hard. Hello. And uh, we they- all have some. Yeah. So it's just trying to figure it out, but yeah, for, and I think that to your point, there's a lot of people that are getting better at learning. There's a lot more doctors that are learning. And for a number of years, it's, it was like you, it was you and Google. Right. Like Googling. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about the gut health around chronic illness, because I think that, I don't know if you've experienced this, but whenever I try to explain to people about one of the things that I had done later on in my journey, but I went, I got a gut test just because I wanted to see if all the stuff I was doing was working and where was that. And the one that I took, they give you a nice list of basically what you said, tons of vegetables and the right vegetables. Cause for me, I was eating the wrong ones. And so they list all of those, but what would you if someone is listening to us right now and they're like, I'm dealing with this, what would you suggest they start with? I suggest when my clients come to me, they start in two places. They learn to breathe for their stress because the reason that the gut is the seed of our health 
is because if we're not digesting our food properly and all kinds of things interrupt it, stress interrupts it, toxins interrupt it, all the chemicals that are in processed food, all those words you can't pronounce and don't know what they are, they interrupt it. And so you want to bring your tummy back into health. But if it's not healthy and any of those things, sugar interrupts it, what happens is large particles of food that are not digested properly start pushing up against the wall of our gut. And it's only one cell thick. It is thinner than tissue paper. And so these food particles are pushing up against the wall and they break a little hole in it and go into our bloodstream. That's called leaky gut. You'll see that term. I had no idea what any of this was when I started researching. So that's what leaky gut is. And then your body does exactly what it's supposed to do. Your body screams foreigner because it doesn't know what this wrong size, unidentified food particle is that has entered into your system. And your body does something really interesting. Whenever, wherever you are weakest, which for me was my joints and my muscles, your body thinks that piece of food is that area of your body and it begins to attack, which is what the autoimmune thing is. You are supposed to have that mechanism, but you're not supposed to be attacking your own flesh and your own body. And so this food particle, they keep leaking in and they keep activating you to attack a portion of your body. And the reason why, if you don't deal with it, it starts to become other syndromes is because you start attacking more and more of yourself as time goes on, unless you stop it. So how do you stop it? You learn to breathe. I do something called the Dr. Andrew Weil 478 breathing exercise. You can actually look it right up on YouTube and breathe with him. He was the very first integrative doctor. And it's a really easy thing. It takes four minutes. And I know it works because when I drive to my functional doctor's office in LA traffic, I was wired when I would get there. So my blood pressure was sky high. Now I do his breathing exercise all the way there. And I go in and my pulse is better than anybody else that she sees than any other patient that she has, because I'm calm because I'm releasing all the stress from what's called by parasympathetic nervous system, which is our reptile brain. It's right at the back of our brain. So you want to keep yourself calm and even so that you can digest your food properly. And that helps a lot. So every day faithfully at 10 and at 2, I stop and I do the Dr. Andrew Weil breathing exercise. I also have, I don't have it here. I have a tool that is a T called a belly button wand. It's an odd looking yellow plastic tool that you put in your belly button and you just jiggle it. And what it does, you can um, focus the point in different directions. You can actually massage different organs. But the theory originally was, since we're born through our belly button, all of our meridians go there. So we can impact every organ in our body, including our gut, through our belly button. And I went to a demonstration at UCLA with the head of the neurology department, and he had his some chairs up on the stage and his brainwave machine and he'd bring people out of the audience and they'd be all over the place on that machine. They'd use the belly button one for three minutes and come back and they were completely even. And we ran into him the next weekend at a health fair and he said, was that unbelievable or what? Every patient that I have is going to get a belly button wand. So my husband and I do some Tao yoga and what the 
master of the group that we do yoga with developed this belly button one. And it's really an amazing tool. And it will reset your parasympathetic nervous system as well so that your stress is good. So that's the first thing. And then I believe you have to start with food because if you eat from the pharmacy, F-A-R-M-A-C-Y, you eventually won't need the pharmacy with the P at all because your body is getting all the essential nutrients, which are the minerals and the vitamins that it needs from the food. And you're getting something that's really emerging technology called phytonutrients. When I started researching all of this, they thought there were maybe 5,000 of them, then there were 10,000, then there were 25,000. Now they know that there's over 100,000 of them. And these are things that grow in the plant The world is really an amazing thing. They're not there for us. They're there for the plant. They help the plant like repel bugs or repel deers from eating it. But they have all kinds of health giving properties for us. They can attack cancer cells. They can improve your brain and give you cognizance and a better thinking, strategic thinking. They can make all your organs healthy and these phytonutrients with the essential nutrients, your cells are dying all the time and being replaced. And you need all of these things so that you're building your body from prime nutrients. You don't wanna be building your body from that dead gray fake synthetic food that you're getting in a box or in the freezer or even at restaurants now, they're buying their food mostly from big food and arranging it on the plate. So you need the real thing and you need it organic because you don't want all the pesticides and herbicides that are sprayed on it. And when you do that, you allow your body to have the right building blocks to rebuild your health from the inside out. And if you're eating all that crud and you're not taking care of your stress, you're not having a healthy gut. So you are on a collision court with different kinds of chronic illness. There's other healthy habits. I drink somewhere around 70 to 80 ounces of water a day because every cell in your body needs water. Um, You need to get seven and a half hours of sleep. I have a hard time doing that to this day. But that last hour is when your brain goes through and sweeps all the plaque out, which keeps your cognizance. And now that I'm in my 70s, boy, I want to keep my cognizance. I'm not giving that up easy. So I really try to get a good quality rest in every night. So all of these things build your health. And I have what I call 20 different things for you to do so that you can start to improve your lifestyle so that you can return to health. One of them is movement. They're making more and more discoveries that you need to exercise because that keeps your body healthy and vital and vibrant as well. So all of these things together, and you can't do them all at once. So don't even think you're going to. Pick stress and food and find everything out you can about it and change that and then start to add the others one at a time because what you want is a year from now to my first book was called it feels good to feel good when you get there you want to keep going because you're not going to give it up and your body complains if you stop doing it so I have a conversation every morning in the mirror where I tell myself I love me and I ask me how I'm doing today. And then I get quiet and listen because if I need to adjust, my body's very smart and it will tell me. 
And so I might go and eat more vegetables, might eat big salads that day because my body's complaining that I didn't give it enough really good nutrition yesterday. But whatever it is, I listen to my body, I get quiet and I adjust because I'm not going backwards. It feels too good to be where I'm at. So what are some of the core reasons of why this happens to us? wrote a book that's going to be free right after the 4th of July called It's Not Complicated, How to Eat to Be Healthy. And what's happened since I was a girl, and mind you, I'm much older than most of the listeners and certainly than you are, we didn't eat all this crap. I remember when the first TV dinner came out. My mother cooked all our meals. And as we, as I grew older, we shifted more and more into the convenience and the inexpensive processed food that feeds our body nothing that we need. So there's a lot of reasons we got into this mess. And my whole first chapter is how do we get here? Because everybody's in on it, because everybody's making money on it. If we get healthy, big food loses, big agriculture loses, big drug loses, big media loses, because they get all their advertising dollars from the other big guys. Big universities lose because they're all paid for by the big industries. So they're now putting out fake studies that are trying to convince us. There was just a study that came out that Fruit Loops are one of the healthiest foods you can eat. Give me a break. There is nothing in Fruit Loops that we need. But some doctor on the payroll did a study and that was her conclusion. You got to watch all that stuff because we are being gaslighted at every level. And the more we're getting gaslighted and the more especially our children are eating this lousy, crappy food, which as I explained is carbonated, refined, artificial processed, we're robbing our children of their future and we're all sick and they're all sick and we're breaking our healthcare system. But the solution is that we need to start eating real food again. And we need to start eating real food without the toxins. So we've gotten into this mess. My book then goes from there with what not to eat and why not to eat it. And then what you need to eat and why to eat it. Because I had someone say to me who joined, I have a ditch the diet class. And she said, why should I believe you? Everybody and their uncle has a different opinion on how I should eat. And I said, all I can tell you is I've now put a couple hundred people through my class and we all feel better. And so I believe because I have a program that works. And so I'd like to tell you, you should listen to me because I know this works and because I'm right, but I want you to read this and then you make your own decisions. And she joined the class and she can't believe how much better she feels. So this stuff works, but it's not easy because you're swimming upstream against everybody else, but it's worth it. And community is important. So as you get more and more into it, you start, you don't tell any of your friends they have to do this. You just do it and set the example. And pretty soon they all start moving towards you. Yeah. And then there's tests too. Like you can go get a gut test and then you start eating differently. And then you go get another one to see if it's improved. So you can do some of that stuff. And one of the big things I didn't mention is I had 18 food sensitivities. That was one of my last big giant steps. Food sensitivities are things that I ate too much of, probably, that leaked through, that triggered my system every time they leaked through. And by eliminating my 18 food sensitivities, a lot of my pain that was left disappeared. And they're two weird things. 
I went through a phase where I was eating a lot of chicken because we weren't supposed to eat red meat. Guess what? I can't go near chicken. It immediately triggers my immune system. Oh, wow. And I miss it, but I can't have it. Yeah. And herbs, tons of herbs that I can't have. But there's a test that you can take that will tell you what you're sensitive to. And you may not have to give them up forever. But by taking the test and avoiding them for a while and then introducing them one at a time, you might be able to, I, mint was one of mine that was really problematic, but not eating it for a while. I now can have it in small amounts every once in a while and it doesn't trigger me. So some of them you get back, chicken's gone and cheese is gone. Cheese was my most favorite thing in the world. I kept thinking, ooh, I'm gonna try it again to see if I can eat it. I'm allergic to, the, I'm not allergic, I'm sensitive to the casein in the cheese. So I avoid all the dairy products, but there's all kinds of great other alternatives now. So it's not the end of the world that you can't have that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. And you feel so much better not eating it. It's well worth it. Yeah, definitely. What are some indicators that somebody might be developing a chronic illness? What are some symptoms? I actually have a blog on my website that people can go to. And I also recommend they get a free copy of my magazine, which they can go to my website and get. But I have a whole list of all the signs I missed that told me that I was getting chronic illness. First one was I was feeling lousy more often than not, but not so lousy that I wasn't pushing through. Mm -hmm. I would, I loved what I did for a living. That was important to me. And so I would just go, yeah, I don't feel so good today, but I kept going. Next one was when I looked in the mirror in the morning, some mornings, I looked all puffy. I had what I called pretty days and not pretty days. That was inflammation. Inflammation is the slow burn that starts in your body. I can feel it in my joints now when I am starting to get inflammation and I react right away. I was more tired when I got up than when I went to sleep. My brain was like confetti. Sometimes I had to have one, two or three cups of coffee before I could even see straight or think straight. And now, believe it or not, it's counterintuitive. If I have any brain fog at all, I don't drink coffee because that activates my adrenals mm -hmm. and they're already stressed enough. I only drink coffee on mornings when I'm very clear because then I can afford to drink it because it's not going to set my adrenals off in the wrong direction. I had agita all the time. My stomach was always upset. Didn't matter what I ate. I was constantly burping and having gas and uncomfortable feelings. And one of the things that always triggered it was cheese. I didn't know that was a sensitivity at that point. Arthritis, feeling things in your joints getting puffy ankles. There's a whole bunch of things that there, it's just your body. And by the time you get the symptoms, you're already there. You need, yeah. you're past the point of when you needed to react. So when you get the symptoms, for God's sakes, pay attention to them because you can reverse them. You don't have to live that way. I'm a boomer. We seem to all think that we should have a life of pain and pills. Uh-uh. We don't have to have a life of pain and pills. We don't have to be taking 900 different medications. If we take care of our body and we adopt all the 20 lifestyles, which become just part of your life, then you don't have to go there. Yeah. You don't have to grow old and be icky all the time. Yeah. It doesn't have to happen that way. Millennials are paying more attention to it than my group. My group is stuck, boy. They don't want to even hear it. But millennials have, have, have watched their parents go through this, and they don't want to go there. So they listen to me more than my peer group does. 
because yeah. they know they don't want to go there and that's good. But yeah. because of all the stuff that's in our environment and that we're eating, life expectancy is dropping for the first time. And I really, 54% of our kids already have chronic illness. I think that's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. And it starts with the parents. If the parents exhibit healthy habits and and cook healthy food, the children, because parents will say to me, my kids won't eat healthy. That's because you're not eating healthy. If you eat healthy and take them with you to the grocery store and teach them how to cook and sit with them at the dinner table and listen to their day and show them why you're eating the way you are and how great you feel. And if they are a little brain that'll understand, tell them why they're eating healthy. You need to create super veggie rangers that become the influencers instead of the influenced. And I've had mothers tell me that their child brought home pop rocks to find out if they could eat them after they went to a party. They know. Yeah. And even before they can read, they're learning how to read labels. Their little fingers are going through the ingredients at the grocery store with their mom, even though they don't know what the words mean, because they're mimicking their parents. So if you set the example, you'll raise healthy children while you will return yourself to health as well. Yeah, that's really good. So what do you think has been your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey? Because going down this path, we both know it's not easy. So what have you held on to that has gotten you this far? I think the big change for me became mentally when I decided that what I was doing was not negotiable. So I had to figure out how to do it even when nobody else around me was. Now, I was lucky because I had found John and he was on the get journey with me. So there were two of us. But how did I go to other people? Very social. So how do I go to friends' houses for dinner? I would, I learned, I call them. I say, oh, I'm so excited. We're coming to your house for dinner. I haven't seen you for a while and I can't wait to meet your friends. But don't feel bad. I don't want you to have to cook for me. So I'll bring enough food for John and I to eat and I'll bring enough that all your guests can try it if they want to. We're not coming to eat, to spend quality time with you. And nobody said, no, you can't do that because they all knew I got very sick. So they all supported it. So that's what I do for that scenario. To go out to restaurants, I vet them before I ever walk in the door. I get online, I find the ones that might be farm to table, and I call and talk to the owner or the chef, and I negotiate what he can feed me. If I go out with a group of people and they pick a restaurant I can't eat at, I always have what I call my emergency food in the car so that I can eat I, I have things, I have nuts and apples and peanut butter and things that I can tolerate that continues my health. And then I go into the restaurant and I join all of them and get a little salad that may have some chemicals on it, but I'm sitting there and I'm enjoying them. I'm not there for the food and yeah. I don't need the food because I've taken care of that for myself. So you find ways that it's not negotiable that you're going to change and you don't tell anybody else they have to become what you are. I don't care how my friends eat, but I'm happy when they start paying attention and they start moving towards me. And if I cook for them, I love to serve them something. I go, this is healthy. This is delicious. Doesn't mean we're deprived in any way. It just means food quality matters. We buy quality ingredients and we eat really well, but it's all for our health. Everything we do is geared for our future health. 
I don't want to just grow old. I want to grow old and feel this good. Yeah. And so my decisions are, and so my mindset has changed to that. And it's an amazing thing. When you set your mind to that, the universe moves to help you. They find ways to support you. You find ways to support you. And then if somebody asks you why you're doing what you're doing, then you explain it to them. But you let them come to their own decisions. But more and more, I'm trying to get how I eat and how I live out to the world because I have more because of my age. People are calling me all the time with, oh, my God, I've got breast cancer. Oh, my God, I have to have knee surgery on both knees. Oh, my God, I have to have this or I'm losing my memory. Those are not pretty things. And if I can help them to change how they're eating and adopt healthier habits, we might be able to stave off a lot of that. Yeah. So Definitely. I think I had found out that I think I'm not saying it correctly, but there's a bacteria that's good. That's called firmicutes. Most people it's too high for me. I had zero, like it was, there was none in my system and it comes from potatoes and I hadn't eaten starches. I hadn't eaten potatoes in years because I was told with the candida diet, not to do the potatoes. Yeah. They um, like starch and sugar. Yeah. But as soon as I put those back in my diet, it, they cause depression. It, it causes depression if you don't have enough. And so every once in a while, like I started to put it back in my diet, a healthy dose, not like a ton. And it completely eliminated just all the depression and everything. And sometimes you're a person might be, have a similar situation and then they're going to go on an antidepressant when all well, and it, so much right. of it is food oriented. Right now we're on a campaign to get our kids off of social media. Why aren't we on our campaign to get kids to eat real food? Because there's something called the vagus nerve that goes right from the gut to the brain. And if we're not eating the right stuff, it goes up and it mucks around with all our feel-good hormones. So it dampers our serotonin. It runs our insulin, which gives us highs and lows and our moods are all over the place. It mucks with our GABA, which is what causes anxiety. If we could get all these kids that are now suicidal and suffering with depression, don't put them on pills. Don't buy a pill. Change their lifestyle. Give them real food and let them come back to balance. And their moods will lower and their happiness hormones will come alive. Yeah, it all begins with healthy habits, really. Yeah. All right. So I have one last question for you. If you're able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out on your journey, what would it be? Don't accept no for an answer. Nothing is impossible. My doctor said to me, you're going to be on steroids the rest of your life and you're never going to get well and you're only going to get worse. Baloney. I dug in and I started finding my own answers. And if you're not getting your answers from one person, go to somebody else. My magazine is all geared towards you get to meet my functional doctor, you get to meet my naturopath. She wasn't helping me with my lymph system because there's no drug for it. And she was traditionally taught as a, as a physician. But a naturopath looks at your body from a totally different point of view. So I'm doing all my lymph work with him. Don't stop. Keep looking for answers for your own body. And don't let anyone tell you it can't be done because impossible means I'm possible and you can do it. So sure. keep going, keep finding your answers. I love that. So if there's somebody that's listening that would love to get a hold of you, work with you, what's the best way to contact you? 
I'm going to give you the key word because everything starts from that. Cheryl with a C, all one word. Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L-M, which stands for my last name. Health, because I'm a health coach. And then the last word is muse, M-U-S-E, because I want to inspire you to adopt healthy habits. So once you have that down, if you go to my website, right on the first page, you can get my magazine, which is 150 pages of great health information. And then my whole website is very robust. I have some great blogs, including how to know if you're getting chronic illness and what are the 20 pillars of health. That's all on my website. If you take that core word and you do it gmail.com, you can write to me. And if you ask me a question, I will answer you. I'm doing this because my mission is to change the way we live so that we can all feel as good as I do. If you hire me as your coach, your first session is free because I need to hear your story. Doctors now are giving their patients approximately six minutes. I'll spend an hour with you. I want to hear your whole health history. And then you can decide if I'm right for you and I can decide if I think I can help you. And then we dig in. But I also have three courses now that will teach you at a much less price where you can just get the information. And I do them all personally because I want you to have access to me and my knowledge. And so that's all in my store. You can go in, you can look at my classes. I just put out two cookbooks and they're different because I have 18 food sensitivities. Nobody wants to cook the way I do. I cook really weird. I make white sauce out of cashew nuts. I make clam chowder using clam cashew nuts as the base. So what I did was I took a whole bunch of recipes from other healthy cooks. And what I contribute is I tell you where to source the ingredients to get quality ingredients and all the cooking tips I've learned to get the most nutrition out of the food. As an example, broccoli, I think we all know broccoli is good for us, but you probably don't know that you cut the little florets off 40 minutes before you're gonna cook with them and let them sit so that their chemicals, all those phytonutrients can mix and then not get destroyed in heat. So you get the full benefit of all the goodies that are in there for your body. And those are the kinds of tips I share throughout that. And I call them from my rainbow files. So if you take my get rid of the standard American diet class, I give you a detox cookbook of every recipe in that book will get you through the detox so that you no longer crave the chemicals or the sugar. It's not just the sugar. And then there's a from my rainbow library full cookbook. They're both digital, but they're real easy to search since my husband's technical. He has it so you can click and go to the recipe or you can click on the ingredient and find out where to buy it. It's real easy to use and you can change your life. Cooking is non-negotiable. If you don't control what you put into your body, then you're not going to win at this. So these are cookbooks that you can use. And I, at the beginning of the class, I give you a whole list of snacks that are approved so that you're not saying there's nothing to eat on this diet, because guess what? There's a lot of stuff to eat on this diet. It's just all good for you. And it tastes good. And when you break away from all those chemicals and all that food that you've been eating, your taste buds even change. I get clients who will call me, I'm at the farmer's market, I just ate a tomato. Oh my God, I didn't know a tomato could taste this good. Or I just ate a cucumber. A cucumber? Yeah, wow. It's fantastic because we've dulled our taste buds 
because they're covering up all the crap that they're putting in that food so that we don't taste the chemicals and they're putting in things that tantalize our tongue and it has dulled us. It's also dulled two hormones I didn't even know existed, ghrelin and leptin. They tell us when we're full and all that food dampers them down so they don't work at all. So all the Weight Watcher diets that I tried my whole life, buying every New York bestseller book didn't work because my ghrelin and my leptin weren't working because the food had destroyed them. So when you start eating real nutrition, they come back and they'll tell you, stop already. You're not hungry. Stop eating. And then you start to taste real food and it starts to taste good. It's a whole process and it's really fun to go through it. Cheryl, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise today. Thank you for having me. Obviously, I love to talk about this. So yeah, I, me too. And it's it, when you go through a journey like this, and you find real solutions that help people, how can you not talk about it? I will also make sure to put all of your links to your magazine and your website and all your social media down below for those that are listening. Thank um, you. And I want to thank you for listening in today. If you want more information on this podcast or any upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you, everyone, and have a wonderful day.